This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to the show. It's time for Therapy Thursdays, and we're joined now by a special guest, Dr. Erica Anderson, who's an accomplished clinical psychologist, academic administrator, healthcare executive, professor, and consultant uh, with a career spanning over four decades uh, in public health and clinical psychology, healthcare management. Uh, so we've got an expert with us today. So Dr. Eric Anderson, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, Thank uh, you. Uh, we're glad to have you here because it's a conversation that's a bit nuanced and, and maybe a bit above our pay grade. Uh, but uh, <laughs> in, in an article in the LA Times recently, uh, and here's the headline, I'll just read it. Clinical psychologist Eric Anderson has helped hundreds of teens transition. But she has also come to believe that some children identifying as trans are falling under the influence of their peers and social media. Now, you're a trans woman out and proud I am. And, and helping yep. young kids transition. And some people, I think, see this, see a headline like this, and they see, see, the kids are all doing it because it's trendy. Mm-hmm. And then some other people are going to see this and be like, how dare she turn on her community? Uh, what's the actual story and what do you want our listeners to know? Thanks for uh, asking the question. As I say in the article, um, I get attacked from the far left and the far right. Because it would appear that people are taking fixed positions and they don't particularly want to have a nuanced conversation such as I think you would, you would want to have. And so uh, it, it, the opportunity for misunderstanding is huge in this area. People come at it from many different points of view and there's no unanimity about it. But what I'm trying to do is, uh, is uh, deepen the conversation so that every child uh, can feel loved and accepted and that everyone should get what they need. Mm. Well, Dr. Erica, I want to ask you, I, I understand that it could be trendy, uh, but a position that I take is that as opposed to being trendy, maybe it's about visibility and representation. You know, the more that we see ourselves in public, the more comfortable we are coming out. And I feel like with this generation, I could see it being trendy, but it's also a humongous decision that when you see yourself, you feel a lot more comfortable. So could that be what it is? Several things are going on at the same time. I think we all celebrate the advances in LGBTQ acceptance and the fact that society is coming around to understand what we do, which is that there's no uh, psychological disorder present just by being uh, gay, lesbian, trans. Um, that's all great. 
And I've been part of that advance. I'd like to think that I've been um, a strong advocate of our community and the advance of, of civil rights for all LGBTQ people. However, uh, what, we, what is undeniable is that some numbers have changed and some things are, are going on at the same time, particularly uh, during this period of the pandemic with social isolation and a huge reliance by young people, perhaps of necessity, on social media. And I'm not alone in, in this concern. Uh, the health authority in Sweden and the National Academy of Medicine in France have essentially in their public uh, statements echoed my concerns about these uh, trends that are difficult to understand. And they're not just based, none of us think that they're just based on greater acceptance of, uh, in this case, specifically trans identity. Well, it's an interesting conversation. And, <clears throat> sorry, I think oftentimes parents or or people who have the best intentions, they want to be there for children. They want to. Like, I, I, I think that many of these lawmakers across the country right now are just hateful and ignorant. I do. But I think also... Totally. I think that also... Totally. Some, I think some of them also are just ill-informed. They really do honestly believe that they are protecting our children right now and they're doing what's best for the children. And, and so as an expert, how do you navigate that? How do you have a conversation with a parent who comes to you and says, hey, my child is six, seven, eight years old and believes they're trans? Like, how do you, how do you advise? Well, first of all, I, I, I cannot say uh, strongly enough, one size does not fit all. So I particularly, given my background and training, I want to understand the particulars in the case of every individual child and family. So, and, and it's a time-honored approach in medicine and psychology to do an evaluation, to try to understand what's going on with this particular child in, in this particular family. And, and, and uh, I do a lot of information gathering, and I do a lot of listening. I do ask a lot of questions after I get started with somebody, uh, both of uh, the kids and of the parents. And what I'm eager to do is foster an open dialogue of, of uh, ex- an exchange so that we can talk about all the important things. We can talk about the, the ideas and uh, 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 self-perceptions of, of kids, and we can talk about the fears and concerns of parents. Both need to be addressed. One of my concerns, uh, which is, and I'm actually criticized for this, is that uh, I think that we need to drive the discussion towards consensus. What can we determine is true about an individual, particularly an individual child? And then that's the basis for us to talk about what what can we do going forward. Um, too often there there's a, a sort of a battle set up. And when I'm concerned that a provider, a medical provider, a, a mental health provider is thinking of themselves as uh, sort of trying to um, take the position of the child and, and uh, overcome the objections of, of parents, I'm, I'm not sure that's a great place to start. Or, or for a, a teacher, for example, to feel like uh, this child's parents are, are not accepting. There's a lot of assumptions about parents, and I have some experience dealing with parents, actually, many, many hundreds of parents over years. Most parents, as you say, AJ, they love their children. 
they want to do the best for their children. And so I, I, I'm, I'm aligning with them. I want to do the best for their child, too. You know, I think, Dr. Erica, that I think my parents went to the best for me, but they also just genuinely didn't know how. And I looked at my teachers and, and other people really to, like, advocate for me. And so I do think that it's a slippery slope sometimes because with parents wanting to make the best decision for their children, their children being so young, I mean, I I don't know where I would be sort of without the other adults in my life. So how do you yep. navigate that? So I, I, I my first point is uh, I, I want children to be able to talk to their parents and I think many can even if they're afraid and of course uh, many people in the LGBTQ community have uh, their own history of coming out and in some cases how treacherous it was but we can't uh, we can't let that uh, distract us and make us presume that all parents are not going to be receptive I think more and more parents are in fact receptive to hearing the truth from their children. So that's, that's the first line. But as you say, uh, there, it's possible that uh, parents will not want to listen and, and be resistant. And that's the point at which uh, uh, a therapist or a teacher or, or a trusted adult can, can be an advocate for the child. I, I would say for, for kids who are trying to come to terms with a gender different than the sex that was assigned at birth and how their parents know them is, you know, try to engage your parents and invite them to, uh, to help you find your way to somebody who uh, can, can help you navigate this. That's so uh, and that, that could be a, that could be a, hopefully would be a psychologist or mental health therapist who is a gender specialist who's done this before with other kids and families. We don't want to have, we don't want to have ruptures. Mm. We want to have uh, we want to have listening. We want to have support. We know the research says that for gender variant kids, the best predictor of of a good outcome for them is a supportive family. Mm. So I'm really devoted to that. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Erica Anderson, for calling and having this conversation with us, accomplished clinical psychologist, uh, and also dealing uh, with our, not dealing, I don't want to use that word. Dealing um, with us, we're a lot to deal with. Be, uh, no. Dealing with us uh, and being so incredible for yeah, our community. We'll, we'll definitely have to have you back again at some point, because I feel like this is such a layered, layered yeah. conversation. And I, I think Michaela and I both appreciate that you're not just taking a hard line stance. Mm-hmm. You're actually using four decades of expertise to say, listen, there's a lot of things that can all be true and correct at the same time. Thank you for having me, and it'd be my pleasure to come back and talk some more. Amazing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.